What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today, we are talking about step eight. Uh, it is a final step in a process called troop leading procedures, and it is the final but ever continuous step in that process. Um, it's affectionately referred to as step eight by all the military. It's actually got a much longer name that we'll get into on the show and sometimes it's actually used as a joke. We talk about that as well. But what we're going to talk about today, just to give you an idea, is you know, how this particular formula applies to leadership of all facets in all walks of life. Um, but it's also a great tool to just implement in how you live your life. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Hope you take something away from it. And here we go with step eight. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Go and drive up. Here we go. Welcome to the show. The show. <laughs> All right. So, this week. Yes. It's a big one. It is a big it one. It doesn't seem like a big one on the surface because but it it's is. one thing. Right. But it's one thing. It's really three things. It's all things. That's right. It's multifaceted. Um, and it's one of my favorites. All things are my favorites. I love things. I love bridges. Um, but this one is great because you got to get it together. I know. People Sorry. expect a level, a level of, professionalism of professionalism and you are... I'm messing it up. Hanking. I know. Sorry. <laughs> really bomb. But if you get the I Love Bridges If reference, you get I Love Bridges, you got to let us know. Yeah. Yes. That would be pretty rad. That would be... <laughs> Really, really rad if you get I Love Bridges. Um, so here's the deal. It's it's great because this thing is super important right? where I come from. And even though it's super important and thing a thing that people really care about, mm -hmm. it's also used as a joke. Right. And it's used as a joke to point out people not doing it right. Right. It is the improper way to execute this particular action. And so I'll let you hear it as a joke. It would be if you walked in and saw someone in a leadership position sitting with their feet up on a desk while all their people are out doing the thing, mm -hmm. you would go, oh, wow, you're really killing step eight there, killer. <laughs> and what step eight is, it is the eighth and final step in the process called troop leading procedures. Mm -hmm. And that step is actually three parts. But it is supervise, inspect, and refine. Yes. And so the reason we would say it as a joke is because homie's sitting in there with his feet up on the desk. There's no way he's doing any of those parts right. of step eight. None of those can be done with your feet up on the desk. Which leads me to the first point is, and it's, you know, the first of like probably two times I'm going to hurt someone's feelings in the show. And that's all right. If they're regular <laughs> listeners, they're used to it. That's right. They just grab their box of tissue before they push play. And if you're not a regular listener, hey, welcome to the show. Um, <laughs> this is the part where I start hurting someone's feelings. So, <laughs> here we go. You cannot lead from your office. No. You can. I don't care if the entire front of your office is a glass pane window where you can see everybody. Right. You can't lead from in there. No. You can't creeper style lead from behind the window you can't lead through sending a follow-up email no it's very difficult 
Okay, <laughs> that's not supervising. Right. Um, and, and if your people are actually working, they're probably not going to get that email. And here's the deal. If you're in your office with a glass pane window, mm-hmm. while you're not actually supervising, mm-hmm. your people are seeing you actually look at YouTube. Right. Okay? <laughs> they, they know you don't suck at typing that bad that you've got to look straight down. They know you're looking at your phone. Right. Right. <laughs> I worked at a place for my my time in corporate America that there was an office space like this for the quote boss uh-huh. and on a regular basis mm-hmm. I would stroll right past this <laughs> knowing full well mm-hmm. that goober was in there staring at YouTube right. or Snapchat or Instagram or whatever right. you're not doing your job as a leader no no you you can rarely do your job by looking down it's very difficult <laughs> unless your job is like check check for weeds Right. <laughs> if you're the leader of that, then yeah, I'd, I'd glance down occasionally. Right. Shoelace inspector. Some ivy likes to creep up, though. That's true. Pop your peepers, <laughs> tweak out your sneakers. Ooh. Um, so, <laughs> we're going for it. That's right. The references abound. If you get that one, man, yes. you better email somebody. <laughs> um, so, here we go. So, you cannot lead like that. And that brings us to the, the first point in the three parts is supervise. And everyone thinks supervise means just that. Like I put out the information and I'm in charge and I'll creep around and peek through my blinds at you and make sure you're, make sure you're doing it. Right. I'll be the strong, silent one with my arms crossed, just observing. Oh, don't look, you hit the second (laughs) point in the blog post. Oh, sorry. I actually talk about that, that here's the thing, man. Okay. You you touched a heart point here and I'm going to go hard on it for a second. Okay. If you stand behind someone with your arms crossed looking over their shoulder and you call that supervision, mm-hmm. like, come talk to me offline and right. we can sort some stuff out. Right. That is not supervision. What I see when I see that is someone who doesn't have a clue what's going on and you're desperately trying to understand the task. Right. Either that or someone who is using their position to intimidate, to get things done. Look, I have I've been the primary grader for things where you have to look at it like that. You have to right. stand over their shoulder. Like EIB lanes when I'm making people go through whatever tasks to get their EIB. If you don't know what that is, Google it. Um, that's why it's there. All right. So, But it's a proficiency test to show that you're awesome infantry guy. Right. Even then, I wouldn't stand there with my arms crossed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because even if I am a wizard at the task and I know exactly how to achieve it, that's not helping anyone. No. No. If you think of that posture from a parental standpoint, if I'm standing in my kid's doorway with my arms crossed, it's because something has gone wrong and I'm there to reprimand. Right. And I'm an arm (laughs) crosser. I just did it. Right. But if if I'm in in that mode, in dad mode, in leader mode or whatever... And I cross my arms. No one's ever been like, oh, things are going to go good now. Right, right. It's about the, to get the better. The posturing is not of a, we're working on this together. Yeah. And there's, we're relaxed and we're flowing and we're, we're thinking and no. And if you think that's not true, shut things I'm down. here to disagree because like even in drill sergeant school, they were like, don't cross your arms. It makes you unapproachable. It makes you, okay. So it makes you seem closed off. Don't do that. Anyway, um, so that's not what it means by supervise. No. What it means there when they say supervise is real simple and yet so often missed. It means be present. Mm. Be there. Right. Like while it's happening. Right. 
you without know, distraction. I'll give an example mm-hmm. uh, from my pi- my past. Mm-hmm. It, almost a weird word when you try and combine past and history. I'll let your brain do the <laughs> math there. It wasn't history. I can tell you that. Um, but from my history, um, when we were going on dismounted patrols, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to go walk around, wait for someone to shoot at us, and shoot back. That's mm-hmm. the, the nuts and bolts of what you do in deployment. And I really kind of had to be there for that. Yes. If I'm leading the patrol, it's real hard for me to do that from, like, the gym or the chow hall. Right. Or, like, you know, in line for the phones. Right. I really kind of got to be on the patrol. Exactly. Because if I'm not there, I can't lead. If I'm not present, right. how am I going to do Like, through an email? Really? Right. Right. I Let don't. me know if you guys get shot at, right. you know, off Gosalia, Maine. <laughs> And and then just email me. Let me know where you're at, and right. I'll I'll let you know if I want you to go back to the Iraqi Army spot, or just push north to the Iraqi police station. Right. Have your have your email open because I'll be responding. Right. That's not how it works. <laughs> no. You can't lead that way. You no. have to be there. Right. And it takes us into the next two points brilliantly. And this thing, we're gonna. This is really gonna build on itself in a big yes. way as we continue to go. But so the next piece is inspect. Um, so first part, supervise, doesn't mean stand there and judge. It doesn't mean peer through your window. It means be present right. during the Physically task there. completion, whatever it is. Inspect. This part, people foul up as well. <laughs> um, there's an old saying in the military I touched on a little bit in the blog, and it sounds trite. It sounds overused. And it is, but it's also still very true. Mm-hmm. You cannot expect what you don't inspect. Mm-hmm. And so, if I have an expectation right. that this task is completed to this particular set of standards, mm-hmm. and it's done by this time, if I don't check on it, then I can't expect it to be done. Ooh, that's good. It's the same with anything. Like, right. you know, getting ready to go on that foot patrol. We did something called pre-combat inspections, PCIs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would say also PCCs, which is just pre-combat checks. So it's kind of redundant, and that's the military. But <laughs> like it would be checking everything. Right. Down to the, do you have batteries for it? Right. Because do you have your night vision? Yep, got it right here. Turn it on. Oh, I don't have batteries. See? That's right. why we do this. That's why you do the checks. And it's not a ding. I'm not doing it to catch them right. being wrong. Right. I'm doing it. The whole point of your inspections, okay, it's not to stand there with the white glove and make sure there's no dust. Uh, There's times for that, sure, but that's at the end when you're like, did we really get it right? Right. And that's more of a, I mean, again, like feeling a certain number, too. That's on you if it's not. (laughs) Um, But at any rate, I digress. The inspection piece is not a ding. No. It's to empower them with the proper tools to get it done. Right. You're trying to set everyone up for success. You know, inspections happen in all things. Like, I always revert back to military analogies because it's Mm -hmm. familiar and it drives the point home. It's something that I've done, I don't know, a couple times. (laughs) But we were having a conversation earlier, and it happened in our day today. Yes. Yep. With parenting. Mm -hmm. And a very simple task that we do all the time, and that's get the kids out the door to school. Right. Everybody have all your stuff. Yep. Show me. <laughs> have your backpacks, have your tablets and laptops, have your binders, all your paper signs. They all have to have masks. They have little ID badges, all the things. 
And this morning, <laughs> we had one who didn't have something. We're missing a binder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't a, oh, you suck, where's your binder? No. But it was, okay, well, we need to figure out where it's at. We need to identify the problem and fix it. Right. Like, oh, shoot. Where did we have it last? Now, I can't in good conscience not be honest on this one. <laughs> we still don't know where the heck that binder is. No, that binder is in space somewhere. But. <laughs> we did look. We did look. We, we did all of the necessary things on our end to produce this binder, and yet she still had to walk out the door without it. But did she still make it to school on time? Yes. And can she achieve the in-state goals of the day without that binder? Yes. Okay. So that's an important piece right. in the inspection thing. It's like, okay, you're missing something. Yes. Is it critical? No. Okay. Then maybe we don't need to worry about it. If you've got time, right. fix it. Right. If you don't have time, continue mission. Right. Well, and that was her exact guidance from us was when you get home tonight, we're going to deconstruct your room and any place else you think it might be. And we'll find it. And we'll find it. Right. But it didn't prevent us from moving forward. Right. We were still able to get them out the door and on time and without crushing the rest of her day either. (laughs) Right. Because that's the thing. If you come at the inspect piece from the other perspective of I'm in charge, I'm checking to make sure you're not wrong. Right. Then if they are missing something, then their takeaway is, you know, oh, I suck. Right. No, you don't. Right. And that isn't the point of that portion of this step. And it's in everything you do. Like, I'll, I'll get out ahead of this one because when we get towards the end, it'll make more sense. But it's it's not just in preparing to go on that foot patrol or getting ready to get the kids out the door. or any. It's in all the things, you know, give yourself some grace in there if you don't have it. When you're doing right. that self-inventory on things. Right. If you're missing it, but you can keep going. Okay, keep going. And then, you know, so the third piece, so that's inspect. It's not the judgmental inspection, right. the white glove, you know. Right. I've been there, right. and I can tell you, look, like, no one looks forward to that level of inspection. No. And no. It's, it's just not productive. No. The only thing people remember from that kind of inspection is where they screwed up. Right. You know, and- like, if I was doing a barracks inspection for cleanliness, mm-hmm. and I go in... And it's 98% spotless, but, you know, I find dust somewhere and I leave the room. All that dude remembered was crap. There was (laughs) dust there. They didn't reflect on the 98% completion rate, the good job they did. Right. And so what happens a lot of the times, if that's how you approach the inspection piece, is that the next time it rolls around, buddy, there's no dust where you found it last time. (laughs) It is spotless, like the cleanest surface on the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. The rest of it is hot garbage. Right. (laughs) And all they want to do is go, but I got, yeah, but you let the other, well, that's your fault as a leader for not highlighting the good. Right. In the process. Right. 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 (laughs) So we'll go to the third part, which is refine. Mm -hmm. And so what I love about this, if you look at all the troop leading procedures, and I'm going to get into another one of them soon, I'm going to write on it because it's. It, man, look, if you look at all eight of them together, mm-hmm. you can see what a living organism this planning process really is. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fourth step down is begin necessary movement. This Ooh. is before the actual plan is really put together. Mm-hmm. So, like... Begin moving. This, yeah, right. It's the... This might be coming. Right. 
this might happen. This is a possibility. This is a, a good chance this will occur. Mm-hmm. We better start moving. Right. Start taking action. And so, you know, in a mission, it's like we might be going out of sector mm-hmm. next week for who knows how long. Right. Okay. Well, we need to start plussing up on food, ammo, gas, all the stuff we need to get us there and sustain us once we get there. Right. Well, and the thing is, is, is going ahead and taking the action on that, some people would be like, well, isn't that a waste of time if you're not even sure that's going to happen? But it's not because you know at some point this thing is going to pop up, whether it's in the you know, prescribed what's happening now and you're preparing for it or if it's down the road. Either way, you have already started taking action to get this thing going as quickly and easily as possible. And that's the thing. You know, maybe that mission gets scrapped. Right. Maybe you're not going to go out of second. We're like, you know what? We pulled somebody else. You guys stay here. Continue on with what you're doing. Right. Okay. Well, we're still going to need all that stuff. Right. Because we're here for another 12 months. Right. <laughs> so we're just ahead <laughs> of the of game time. now. Exactly. And so you've bought yourself time on the back end to do other things. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's not wasted time. It's right. a great use of your time to start moving towards the goal, even though you're not exactly 100% sure what it is yet. Mm-hmm. You've got a loose idea of where you want to get. Go ahead and start moving. So I'm going to dig into that one later. Mm-hmm. But the point is it's a living process, all of it, to include the third step of the last step, which is refine. Right. And so what that means is if you've been present, mm-hmm. if you've inspected, you've in, so just take that word out and make it empowered. Help me out. Yes. You've, you're, <laughs> your right. supervisor is present. Right. Your inspect is empowered. Mm-hmm. And now you are fine. We can leave that one just the same. Right. (laughs) So what that means is you've done everything you possibly can on the front end to facilitate successful completion of those tasks. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, you're now present in the moment and you're keeping an eye on things. You're inspecting what you expect. You're making sure things are going according to plan so that when they don't. Right. Not if. When they don't. (laughs) Right. Chaos will find you. It's going to happen. Look, (laughs) and it's not... Don't take it as a personal hit that things didn't go right. No. It's, it's the world. It's exactly. the universe. It happens to everyone. And that is the point of planning. Because if you affect everything you can prior to things getting sideways, we've talked about this with other skills before, mm-hmm. but then you've got maneuverability. You've got the ability to do this last part, and that's refined. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, going back to the foot patrol analogy, because mm-hmm. that's an easy one. If we're we're moving, doing a regular... So here's the great part. When I talk about it, it's a living thing, right? That mm-hmm. first part, step one is receive the warning order. Mm-hmm. And then in step four, you're starting necessarily... You've just been warned that something might happen. Right. <laughs> it's not till like two more steps that you actually issue the planned out order. Mm-hmm. And then we've still got the refine piece. Why? Because there's a third little crazy order that exists on the planet called a frago. <laughs> And I can tell you, no one who's ever heard the word frago come to their ear over a radio is ever like, yeah, good news. Right. There was no celebration. It's never exciting. <laughs> right. No one's ever like, frago, you're going home early. Right. Or frago, <laughs> I got us all ribeyes back at the fob. Nope. It's no. always things are about to suck a little more. Right. And so, you know, an easy one because it happened all the time was you're on your standard four-hour patrol, and you know, man, we're going to start smoking back down that main road back to the fob at this time. And 
five minutes out or like on your way back just because yeah. they know you're still in sector they're right. like frago you're like uh. <laughs> and that's when you know it's like oh it's gonna be all those booms we just heard in shula right. they're gonna send this over there where things are blowing up right. and it is right but right. because you've done all the other things you're able to refine right and look maybe it's not some new wazoo oh crud moment Mm -hmm. maybe it's just the time didn't jive or the tasks are are not lining up the way you thought they would but the in-state goal is still the same you know you've still like this morning because we're missing a binder didn't mean that we didn't have to get on the bus at x time right and school was going to start at this time and you had to be there when it starts (laughs) right so it didn't change the goal right we had to refine the way we got in there Mm -hmm. like hey look let's be real they missed the bus. Right. And it wasn't because they weren't on time, though. No. It's because our bus driver just is YOLO. Yep, pretty Doing much. whatever she wants. <laughs> Whenever she wants right. to do it. <laughs> Showing up, maybe open the door. Who knows? <laughs> Throwing up signs in the window as she drives by. Like, they what? came back to tell us they missed the bus when the bus was supposed to just be getting there. Right. So it wasn't their fault. No. But we refined the plan, right? And then took them there, and exactly. still got them there on time, and no problem, right. right? But we wouldn't have been able to do that had we not been present, right? Had we not empowered them to have the things they needed to accomplish that goal, mm-hmm. and then left ourselves the ability to refine because we're doing those first two things, right? And the crazy part is that it affects so many things because you and I had a plan. As soon as they were out the door, we're going to be out the door right behind them because we had other things to do. And so now they're back, need a ride to school. But we're planned out. We have our stuff all set up and ready to go. So, hey, jump in the van. I'll drop you off real quick. And then as soon as I get back, you and I are free to go. Even And that's the thing. Even in the small inches of our overall plan, Mm -hmm. refinement had to happen. Right. With, even as it pertains to, like, who's going to put Bruce in his kennel? Right. You know, little stupid stuff right. like that is sometimes all the refinement we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. not some big paradigm shift where everything now changes. Right. It could be as simple as, I'll put Bruce away, you run the girls. When you get back, we're going to go to Rise Nutrition and get tea. Yes. Because, yes, we are. Because it's delicious. And it fuels this show. That's right. Uh, not a sponsor, just awesome. Right. <laughs> so, but that was the plan. And yes. we didn't abandon our goals. We didn't yeah. go, okay, now they're not achievable. Right. We just refined a little bit. Right. We didn't we throw our hands forward. up and go, oh, we're beat. Everything is coming apart. <laughs> but that's the, the key to being present and empowering as you go is that it's not going to be some big shift. It's not going to be some big change. It's tweaking the details as Mm -hmm. you go to continue moving forward. Right. The thing is, within that example, had we not had our planned morning in place happening and we had slept in and thought, well, we'll just holler at them from the bed as they walk out the door. It would have been a very different thing because now someone's got to get up and get themselves together and get out the door and come back. (laughs) You know, and a, a big part of... What we're talking about there is something that we kind of touched on last week. Right. (laughs) And they really go together well. 
It's called backplanning. Mm-hmm. So if you skip the bonus aha moment episode and go back one more, well, don't right. skip it. Listen to them both. But go. we actually talk about backplanning. And what's wild is like, you know, I, I use military examples for a couple of reasons. One, because it's a whole chunk of my adult life spent right. doing them. Yes. Two, it's effective. Exactly. These are things it works that have been done for hundreds of years. Right. And right. so and have had continued success in different different countries, different right. you know, diff, different environments. You know, with we're talking thousands of different people with different personalities and they're wired are you know, wired differently. This works whether there's people shooting at you, bombs dropping, raining, sunny, hundred and forty degrees, or snow. Right. This stuff works. Right. So it'll probably help you get the kids out the door. Yeah. Maybe. Yep. But here's where we're going to kind of switch gears a little bit. Yes. So that that's the the leadership side of it is important. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to think that you can just sit in your office. You can't. You've got to be there. You have to be present to be able to achieve the inspection and revision pieces. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that are ultimately going to lead you to success when it comes to that leadership in state goal whether you're the leader in the house the leader at the workplace the leader in the fire team the troop leader for the boy scouts wherever you do mm-hmm. that leadership role i and that's the thing we're another upcoming episode is like are you a leader yes you are right. okay i think a lot of people think well i'm not a leader you are i promise you are yes i don't look i'm not shortchanging anyone i think everyone is important where they are mm-hmm. for they're they're there for that time for a reason right so if you're going, oh, I'm not a leader, I just bag groceries, wherever, Dude, right. someone is watching you mm-hmm. and wanting to be you when they grow up. Right. And they might be 12 years older than you. Right. But they're right. still looking at you as like, that's the one. Right. That's the guy or gal I aspire to be like. So mm-hmm. you are a leader to someone. You may not even know it. Right. So do these things. Be present. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's where we're going to switch it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because, and I don't usually go... I, forgive the verbiage woo woo with stuff but i like the woo woo <laughs> you live on woo woo it's true true but i think this is important because look this isn't just a objective skill this isn't just a leadership skill right this is a a life skill mm-hmm. um and so here comes the woo followed by a short dose of woo is <laughs> i want you to apply this to your life and how you live. And I'm not saying how you lead. I'm not saying how you plan. I'm not saying how you you achieve target objectives at your workplace or whatever that is. Do it there too. But what I'm saying is in your life. And so we'll go to step one, which is supervise, but we've said that that's be present. Mm -hmm. So be present in your life. Yes. I mean, there's so many people that we both talk to in our respective lines of work Mm -hmm. that, you know, and whether it's it's someone we work with directly or someone we know just outside of business, I've got one pop into mind right now Mm -hmm. that they have aspirations, they have goals, they have wants, dreams, and desires, and yet they are checked out of their own life. Right. Life is just whizzing past them and they're letting it go. And it's not even because, you know, they, they've been this particular individual, and I think it happens to a lot of folks, is once you check out, it it just, it's unconscious then. Yeah. And, and what happens, you know, people get checked out on their own life, and then their biggest reason 
for not re-engaging is time. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. But the first thing you do when you check out for whatever reason is you start filling all that time right. <laughs> with nonsense. Yes. That's getting you no closer to those one streams and desires that you started out with. Right. You are, you are wasting time. And, you know, something we talked about earlier is comparison, and you brought it up. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I think with all the social media, you know, you see everyone's life in these perfectly curated little squares. And when you are on the verge of checking out or checked out, you look at that, and it just sends you further into the, you know, vapidness right. of, of wasting time. Because you just go, I can never... I can never be there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's just so untrue. Check back in. You cannot compare your day one to someone else's day 30 or 300 or, you know. Not at all. Years of experience and hard work that you don't see behind the scenes. The other thing is, you know, so much of what we talk about is, is revolves around intentionality. Mm-hmm. And... Like, I, I just feel like when you start comparing yourself to other people, you're no longer being intentional with who it is you said you wanted to be. Right. You know, something that we've talked about before, and it came up today, too. Mm-hmm. Totally separate conversation thread, but it sort of applies. Like, I can remember with great clarity when I decided who I was going to be when I grew up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like around age seven. Right. And for whatever reason, my brain, I was like, okay. I'd seen all these characters growing up on TV and old movies. And, you know, I was exposed to a lot of older cinema growing up Mm -hmm. because I was raised by my grandparents. And so when I was a kid, I decided that I was going to be a mix of two people with a splash of number three. (laughs) And this was intentionally decided at age seven that I was going to be a mix of Marlon Brando's character from The Wild One, Mm -hmm. Ferris Bueller... With a splash of James Dean. Yeah, I think you nailed it. And that was on purpose. (laughs) Right. I decided, because I took those three personality types, that's who I want to be. Yeah. Because that seemed like, that was fun. Right. That was, you know. Right. Everyone kind of liked all three characters and all the things they did. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, Johnny was a little rebellious, but he had a good heart. Right. (laughs) And Ferris was the same way. Like, you know, he was just out there trying to have fun. Right. Caused a little trouble, but... And so I wanted to marry those three. I th- that's what I wanted to be. And for the subsequent 31 years, <laughs> anywhere I've been, I s- tried to stay checked into me enough right. that I didn't lose who I was because I was jiving myself up against someone else's silly little square. Right. Right. The thing is, there's a difference between being inspired by somebody and comparing yourself to somebody or... That, you know, being inspired or being suffocated. Right. I mean, there's you and and if you are looking and you're not being inspired to be yourself, you need to stop looking. Look somewhere else. <laughs> right. That's the th- I mean, you have the power to turn it off. Just don't look. Log out for a little bit and figure out who you are, who you want to be where you're going, and when do you want to get there? And I don't want to skip over that, you know, and I want to get to the, the other two points as it pertains to this, but I don't want to skip over your point about social media mm-hmm. and how you can pick and you can turn it off. Look, like, 
I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but I'll, everyone's like, oh, I didn't block anyone during this, or I didn't, <laughs> dude, I'll block you. Right. I'll block you quick. You'll yeah. never know what happened. Right. Okay, thanks, Facebook. Right now, you're listening to this going, am I blocked? Maybe so. <laughs> and here's why. It's not because I don't love you right. as a human being, but right. I just can't read your nonsense, your right. your toxicity. Right. If all you do is go on social media to complain, right. I don't want any part of it, man. Right. Like, I have a heart for your hardships. Yes. But I don't, I don't want to surround myself or feed myself. Right negativity all the time exactly i mean and, there's that thing about diet your diet is not just what you eat it's what you watch it's what you listen to it's what you read in addition to what you are taking into your body nutrition wise and if your nutrition is poor for your head and your heart and your soul it is definitely going to negatively impact the rest of your life and it's like you're saying about the you know look somewhere else like when you when you can shut off that negative mm-hmm. in whatever way it is, like delete them, block them, right. don't read it, whatever it is, and you start focus like there's like twelve people on social right now who are like he's not talking about me <laughs> because I engage with them right, and it's not because they're my friend mm-hmm. necessarily. It's not because we go way back. It's because I see what they're doing, and I'm like the universe needs more of that. Right, right. That's what it should be. It should be something that lights your own fire, that propels you to make decisions in your life so that you get to give the gifts that you are naturally good at and are working for. And it's just another facet of staying checked into who you want to be. Right. Because you're surrounding yourself and your thoughts and all the doings that you go through a day Mm -hmm. with more things feeding into that in-state goal of who you want to be. Right. And so then we're going to put the other two pieces of this together when it comes to being present in your own life. Mm -hmm. The inspection and the refinement piece. Right. All right? So when it comes to who you want to be, what you want to achieve, Mm -hmm. what what legacy you want to leave behind, you're going to have to do some inventory in there too. You're going to have to come through and inspect what pieces you've got, Mm -hmm. what ones you need to add to, what ones you might need to take away, Right. Because you may have filled some of that time space that you thought you didn't have with, like, real negative trash. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, he's talking about drugs and alcohol. Yep. Talking right. about drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Talking about video games. Mm-hmm. Talking about everything's okay. If you want to you drink occasionally, cool. Go for it, man. Right. But if that becomes who you are, right. then you're right. You don't have time to do anything else because all you're doing is drinking your day away. Right. Um, so and you know that things are beginning to be a problem when that becomes the focus when you're not doing it you're thinking about doing it and and that thing is it propelling you to be something but that mechanism is unavoidable in your brain now what you need to do is take out the trash Mm -hmm. and put in a good thing like when I'm not creating content, buddy, I'm thinking about creating content. Right. When I'm not talking to clients, I'm thinking about the next time I talk to those clients. Right. When I'm not giving a talk, I'm thinking about how to tweak it so the next time I do, I kill. Right. So right. that mechanism's there. Mm-hmm. I'm just using it and filling up that white space with things that are going to continue to 
be checked into me and checked into my in-state goal. Right. You're using your powers for good. You know, my inspection piece starts with this whiteboard right here. Mm -hmm. When I write out my week and I inspect all the pieces of it and I go, well, that could probably go. And that needs to move over here. And it's, that's that last piece though. Mm -hmm. Because I've inspected everything. Right. Now I need to refine. Right. Right. You got to make everything fit. If these are all the things that need to happen to propel you towards your goal, then how do we make it all fit? We're going to get a little bigger on refine. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've been talking about being checked into you. Who do you want to be? How do you want to get there? Inspect the pieces. Start moving forward. All that good stuff. Being present in your own life. The refinement piece. And mm-hmm. we'll give a couple examples to really drive the point home because that's what I do. That's right. I uh, love analogies. Anyway, um, when it comes to refinement, everyone thinks, okay, well, I've, I've espoused this is my goal and this is who I want to be. And so that ultimately is where I have to get. And they get trapped in the mold of that idea. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. No. You have to give yourself some freedom to refine even that. Right. Now, I'm not saying... That means, oh, well, I started out saying that I wanted to be, you know, a record label executive. And now I think I'd rather ride the rails and be a hobo. That's not what I meant. Right. Right. That's not what I meant. Um, Don't do that. You'll just end up on a documentary that I watch. Okay. Right. Don't do that. What I'm saying is, you know, I'll give an example of when I was growing up. Uh, I was a skater. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you can vouch for the fact, because yes. we've known each other since forever. Right. Since, like, 12. Right. I always had a skateboard. Skateboard in hand. Constantly. Right. Um, <laughs> and I was a street skater. That meant, like, I was rails and half, or not half pipes, rails, curbs, stairs, street stuff. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And then vert skating kind of started to pop off in the X Games. Right. Tony Hawk was doing big things. Right. Uh, Bucky Lastic was coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, these guys were doing amazing things with skateboards, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, Whoa. like all these guys from like California show up to the X Games because they're used to surfing pools mm-hmm. and we're all like, what is this? Right. <laughs> so a few of my friends and I, we band together in the backyard of a little, you know, not, I won't say suburbs. It was the suburbs when it was built 50 years ago and now okay. it's where we live. Um, we built a six foot half pipe, mm-hmm. like a legit half pipe. Right. Coping, you name it, it was legit. Uh-huh. Took us a few months to put it together, and then I go to drop in for the first time. Street skater, right. loose trucks, bus, right. bus mass. <laughs> okay, shimmy up at the top. Let's try this again. Mm-hmm. Round two, I go one way, skateboard goes another way. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, all right. <laughs> I eventually figure it out. Mm-hmm. I can do it. Pretty good at it. Not doing anything massive, you know, right. but it's enjoyable. But even in that, I'm like, I don't care enough. Because at, at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a vert skater. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. But when I start doing it, I'm like, eh, no. Not really. I'd really rather really just skate street skating. Yeah. And no one was like, hey, Travis. Right. You're not allowed to change. You, you said, said you were going to do a, a 300. Yeah. I, no, I'm not. <laughs> right. Turns out I tried it, and it's not exactly as grand as I thought it was going to be. Now, does that mean I couldn't put the work in and do it if I wanted to? No, I right. could probably sure. figure it out. I'm mm-hmm. lanky enough. I'm, I'm leggy. I could right. probably do a 300. <laughs> Didn't want to, though. Right. So I went back to, the, you know, the square and started skating this court, courthouse again when the cops weren't looking. <laughs> That's the Ferris Bueller side. But they had the best <laughs> stairs. Right. 
It's like they intentionally design it to be good for skating and then put signs up. And then they put the signs up. That's just rude. Right. Stop it. (laughs) Heartbreaking. But no one said anything. And the reason they didn't say anything is because just like today and what we're talking about, and it's a major thread in everything we discuss, Mm -hmm. is intention. Right. So even when it comes to who you're going to be, if you establish a pattern of intentionality Mm -hmm. with the things that you do, with your back planning, with your being present, with your inspecting of your things and your talents and times and what you can tweak and what you have to move around, then when it comes to adjusting that end state who you want to be, right. no one's going to raise an eyebrow when you're like, you know what, I was going to be this, but I'm going to be just right of that because I'm more comfortable there. Right. And that's in the whole process of, of growing and maturing and honing your skill or your craft or whatever it is. And you, you're allowed to change. It doesn't mean that the essence of who you started at is lost either. Right. You know, I've done a lot of stuff since I was seven. Right. <laughs> but I've always remained that weird conglomeration of characters mm-hmm. because that's just become innately who I am as a person. Right. But it doesn't mean, you know, that I've got to get on a parade float and sing Dunk Shane. Like, <laughs> however. But I could. <laughs> if you ever had the opportunity and you did not. I would be disappointed. I got a little too much rasp in the chamber, though, to pull off. That's all right. Wayne Newton. But That's all right. At any rate. So th- what I want, another takeaway to be, though, is this isn't just a leadership skill. This no. is a thing for your life. Right. For you personally. When, when you're setting your own personal goals and you're looking at yourself in the mirror going, okay, what do I need to do? <laughs> like... Start with just checking in to your own life. Right. Stop worrying about checking in on Facebook and check in. Be present. To your life. And then it's, you know. The rest of it kind of naturally happens if you are present in your life. And everyone. You are going to start taking inventory of your. Like when when we say it out loud, it sounds like so much work just to be who you want to be. Like, I got to do all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? You kind of do. Right. But here's the deal. The, it's, we say it about so many things we talk about. Mm-hmm. The more intentional you are when you're setting these goals, when you're refining your plan, when you're inspecting the pieces of it, when you're doing either the team or self-empowerment to achieve that goal, when you go into the inches on this silly little stuff that seems trivial in the moment, mm-hmm. it's going to buy you so much time and freedom. Which makes that refinement piece so much easier, like we talked about before. It's not some huge shift. Right. It's a five-minute difference. Right. And you can do five minutes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there you have it. That's step eight. <laughs> That's step eight. Additions? Subtractions? No, I certainly comments, wouldn't concerns? take anything away. Okay. <laughs> so that was step eight. We, yeah. I'm going to dig into the other ones, though. If you guys want... You know, seriously, you can just Google True Bleeding Procedures. This isn't top secret stuff. Right. <laughs> um, and it's, they're, you know, they're not too hard to figure out how you can apply them to your life. Right. So, That's, And it's a valuable list. And when you translate it to just looking in your own personal life, it will affect change. Step four. Start necessary movement. Yeah. Go ahead and get on that. Yep. That's, We've talked about it. We've Only talked about it before. Through the process. Do it scared. You Do know, it scared. It's, there you it's go. It's all the it's all the things you have. To, you're not a tree. Move. 
Right. <laughs> Unless you're like Back to the Future and you make like a tree and leaf. Right. McFly. That was an easy reference. We gave that away. But again, yeah. if you if you get I love bridges. Right. Taking it back to the top. Yes. You gotta let us know. Please do. Alright, so that was it. I hope you guys enjoyed it and we will talk to you next time. Bye. All right, folks, there you have it. That was the show. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said at the beginning, you know, this is just, it's not just a way to lead. It's also a way to help, you know, lead yourself towards those goals. And I, I hope you took that away from the show. Uh, like I mentioned in the show, we're probably going to do more of the steps from this process. Uh, one of them in particular, I think is important. That is begin necessary movement. All right. Cause I think that's a lot of us get hung up on that with a lot of things. So we're going to talk about that more in depth later on. In the meantime, if you want to learn more, always check out the YouTube channel. Uh, just search Travis Crutcher on YouTube. You'll find me. And then I do videos on all the weekly topics there every week. Also go to aboveaverageleadership.com. If you want to check out all the blogs that inspire most of these episodes Check out Team Hope Lifters. That's where you can find Jess. The website's launching soon. But in the meantime, Team Hope Lifters on Instagram. That's where you'll find her. She's on TikTok, Facebook. She's all over the place, too. So be sure to check those out. And we will talk to you guys next time. Mm-hmm.